Welcome to Outdoors. I'm Brian, and this morning we have Adam Johnson from the Big Sky Community Organization. He's the Parks and Trails Director, and today we're going to talk about the Big Sky Master Trails Plan. Adam, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So, so Adam, can, can you tell us about the Big Sky Community Organization? What, what is it, and what role does it serve in the community of Big Sky? So the Big Sky Community Organization is a nonprofit organization that focuses on parks, trails, and recreation in the Big Sky area. Um, Big Sky is not an incorporated community, um, so we don't have any local government and therefore no parks and trails um, department. So we kind of act as that department for the community of Big Sky. And what uh, different communities are involved there? Like there's a lot of, you said different private land and public land. Um, what are some of the big players in the area? So the area of Big Sky is undergoing a lot of development at the moment. So the big players in that area, there's always the kind of local community of Big Sky, um, which we strive to represent. There's also the Big Sky Resort, which is the ski area in the area. Then we also have a couple private clubs, which are Moonlight Basin, Spanish Peaks, and the Yellowstone Club, um, as well as many, um, many private landowners surrounding the area. And then pretty much everything around Big Sky is um, that's public land is the Forest Service. And the Master Trails Plan, um, what, what is the objective? What are some of the areas that you're really looking to connect within those communities? So the Master Trails Plan has uh, two main areas that, we, that we're focusing on. One of those is providing the commuter style connections within the community so people can move around town um, and get from place to place um, in an easy, safe fashion. So we're working on um, connecting the local areas within the meadow um, areas. So we have the town center, which is separated away from the meadow village area, which is another commercial district, and then kind of some uh, residential areas that are sprinkled around. So we're working on connecting those to provide a safe um, transportation alternative to vehicles. So someplace that's safe for pedestrians and cyclists and kids and, and anyone that wants to get around town without a vehicle. So what other mountain communities are you um, using as inspiration or seeing as a good model of what you want to achieve in the future? We're looking at a, a couple of different communities. Um, primarily, we've been looking at uh, Jackson Hole um, and then also at the Sun Valley area, which is Blaine County um, in Idaho. And then also um, some areas such as, you know, Park City and some of the other larger resorts. Um, the Jackson has been kind of a good, um, more local um, resource for us to tap into. Um, they have kind of a similar situation with their ski area being located outside of town and trying to connect that center of commerce and recreation to the town itself um, through trail systems. Um, so they've been kind of a big help to us and, and helped us outline some of our goals and objectives and how they went about reaching those. Um, the other one that we look at is Sun Valley quite a bit. Um, they operate all their parks and trails through the county. Um, so they don't use a, a local district for that. It's all a, a countywide district. And so that's a model that we're, we're looking into in the Big Sky area since we don't have a local um, organization or I should say a local government, but we do have a special um, parks district within the county. So that's kind of a one way that we're looking at, at managing the parks and trails in the area. And how did the Big Sky Community Organization uh, come into being? Um, so the Big Sky Trail or Big Sky Community Organization was originally called the Big Sky Community Corporation. Uh, it came into being about 22 years ago. Um, we were originally part of the Big Sky Owners Association, um, otherwise known as BSOA. 
um, who is kind of an overarching HOA for a number of the, the residential areas in, the, in Big Sky. Um, There's a recognition that trails were an important part of the community. So they started the um, what they called the, the Trails Committee, which turned into its own entity, the Big Sky Community Corporation. And then about 20 years ago is when we became an independent nonprofit organization. And so talking about the, the master trails plan, what, um, what kind of are the, some of the big successes you've had so far and what are some of the areas you're really focusing on um, in terms of like bottlenecks that aren't as accessible right now that hopefully will be in the future? So some of the biggest successes are um, initially some just small trails within the community to try and find places for people to um, walk that's not on a road. Big Sky was developed um, without any sidewalks at all. So only good places to walk are literally on the roads. So we've been working on creating uh, short connections throughout the community that provides a place that is separated from the road to walk. So places that are safer for kids, for dogs, and for pedestrians overall. Um, so that's kind of been our biggest success um, in the past year or two there. Um, the other large project that we have going is we are part of writing the Tiger Grant, which is a large federal transportation grant for guy that's going to have a lot of work that goes all the way from um, 191 all the way up to the resort, providing turnouts on the highway. <clears throat> and uh, it's mostly focused on vehicular traffic, but we included a portion of that that creates a tunnel underneath the highway for pedestrians so that we can get underneath the highway and cross the highway safely. And then that trail will continue all the way over to our community park and better connect our community through that. So we're, that's, going to be starting this summer. I'm not sure if that trail is going to start this summer or next summer. It's a two-year project. Wow, and that, pretty ambitious. Um, I was I was speaking with uh, EJ Porth from the Galton Valley Land Trust, and I, I didn't realize that a lot of the easements are in perpetuity. So they will be like a lot of, you know, wilderness um, or uh, land conservancy would be, you know, uh, keeping wild places, right? And some of them are, are more oriented for trails. So like a trail would pass through a piece of private property, but part of the agreement is that that will always be, you know, that trail will always be accessible and maintained. Is that a similar way that you guys function? That's very similar in the way we function. We have about 98% of our trails are, we, we have them listed as in perpetuity and to run with the land. So that means they'll be there for good until there's some major events possibly down the road, but it makes it a lot more difficult for a landowner to just decide to close a trail. Um, and we, we run most of our easements that way. There's a couple that are old easements that were signed differently way back in time. Um, but we push to have all of our current easements be in perpetuity and run with the land. Um, the other way we also go about this is BSCO does purchase land. We are, we, owe, we hold all the land, 29 acres around the useful falls trail, um, and manage the trailhead there for the forest service. Um, so the forest service actually holds easements with us as we manage that as open space. And we have the same agreement up at Beehive Basin. And then we hold <clears throat> a few other parcels of uh, community parkland. We have trails in as well. So that's that's kind of our other way of going about the trail side. And I was looking through the, the PDF you have on, on the website on the master trails plan and it's a very uh, robust plan. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the timeline and some of the milestones that you're hoping to reach? Yeah, so the master trails plan, um, lays out a very ambitious plan for building a lot of trails around the Big Sky area. 
Um, when that plan first came out, we set out a goal of five new trails in five years. And we're pretty close to keeping that um, on schedule at the moment. It definitely is, uh, these trail easements take a long time to negotiate. And it's, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's going to be a short negotiation of a few months or if it's going to be two years of negotiation to get a trail easement in. Um, we've, we've had both of those um, situations occur. Um, so far, we've, we've opened the Spruce Cone Trail and connected a few other existing neighborhood trails and brought them into the BSCO trail system <clears throat> to try and bolster the in-town opportunities. Um, we just recently signed a easement agreement uh, for the, what people have commonly been calling Emissioner Creek Trails, but we are now renaming the Mud Creek Trails down off of Highway 191, um, adding about two and a half miles of trail there. Um, and we have a couple other trail easements that are um, pretty close to wrapping up. Hopefully we'll have those in the next few weeks. So one of my favorite things about mountain biking, especially in this area, is being able to just take off from my house, <laughs> you know, and go right around. So what are some of the really long, big loops that are exist now or will be improved in the, in the future, just people being able to connect from the town center? So from town center, the probably best connection to get a nice big loop in is uh, head towards Oozel Falls. You can head out the Oozel Falls Trail onto the Forest Service First Yellow Mule. And you can actually loop First Yellow Mule over to Second Yellow Mule um, and up to Buck Ridge, which makes for a fantastic loop there. It also provides connections that go all the way down in the Taylor Fork and down towards the Hebgen Lake area. So you can go as long as you want to heading out that way. Um, also from the town center area, it's more of a, a out and back. Um, you can make it a little bit of a loop as heading up the North Fork. Um, there's definitely a little bit of road riding that has to happen to make, make that occur at the moment, but we're working on that. <laughs> but that's a great kind of loop up, loop up towards um, the Bear Basin area the, and the North Fork. So those are probably the, the two best areas right off, right from town center. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, with, uh, with mountain biking's growing in popularity and putting more pressure on uh, trailheads. Um, is that, how does the plan address the, that? So the plan addresses that through, basically we're trying to make as many ways to access the trail system around Big Sky as possible so that we don't have to focus everything on one or two trailheads. Um, the past year has, with, um, with COVID and people looking for trails as a way to get out, we've seen our trailheads see massive user increases. Um, part of that is also people were not wanting to carpool to, to get to a trailhead, which means our trailheads filled up really quick, even though maybe there weren't as many people on there as it, as it appeared. Um, but it really just highlighted the need to have as many access points as possible in town so that you can really spread out that access so you, you're not focusing it on just one area. Um, so that's, that's kind of one goal of this master trails plan is creating an interconnected loop system around town around physically around the town so you can access it from many different points and not have to rely on one one or two main trailheads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I guess that's something I've noticed a lot in putting this book together is the traditional thinking is drive to trailhead and then park and then go out and back or maybe loop it. But with uh, more of a trail network, you know, think about like Nordic trails, uh, like even, <clears throat> even at the um, Lone Mountain Ranch, there's multiple access points to those trailheads, right? So, yeah. um, so as if you can spread those out, then you can have people can have a lot better experience rather than clogging up a few places. <laughs> exactly. And then I suppose you open up more of that accessibility for commuting, or people can go pick up their groceries and things like that, and maybe 
squeeze in a longer ride and make it more part of the day-to-day lifestyle. Exactly. And Big Sky is a fairly widespread community. So we still have a lot of work connecting the town center area down to where the high school and the middle school elementary schools are. So those are all down off of Highway 191 a few miles away. So we are working on how to basically create single track connections from town center down to the schools. And that will also get us to a point where we can just cross the highway and get to Porcupine, um, the Porcupine drainage area, which is National Forest. Um, so we, we have a lot of connections still left to go. Um, but some of those will be those single track options to just get from one place to another that are needed and provide that with a single track instead of a sidewalk or a paved trail. And how do you think that changes the dynamics of a community? Um, I mean, the, I, I grew up in an area where just being on a bike gave you access to everything in town. And I think that's one thing that's really kind of starting to open up in Big Sky is providing these safer routes for kids and youth. Um, to move around a whole lot too um, and get from point A to point B. Um, the Big Sky Community Organization is also building a community center right now in Big Sky. So it's going to be our first time that we've had indoor recreation. And that's going to kind of be a, a central hub for all of these kind of commuter and connection points um, and be able to incorporate some of the bus system into that as well. The buses in Big Sky do have bike racks on them. Um, lots of people use that to be able to jump on the bus, get up to the resort, and be able to ride back down towards town. So I think there's a big combination of using the public transportation, creating the safe ways to ride bikes and move around um, that were, that are that's really starting to benefit Big Sky. Wow. So with all that stuff going on, what are you most excited about this upcoming year? <laughs> well, it'll be fantastic to finish the community center. It's a huge project for us. Um, so that will be awesome. But with that opens up, uh, we're going to be reopening the, the town center park, uh, kind of right in the, in the heart of Big Sky. Um, so it will open up a little bit more green space um, and just kind of get that, that park open. It'll provide areas for people to just kind of lounge and hang out. Um, so that will be fantastic down in there. Trail-wise, um, getting the Tiger Grant off the ground and going so we can start getting some of these bigger connections running will be a huge part um, and have just numerous trail um, easements that I'm working on. Hopefully we'll get some of those taken care of this summer and start improvements where we can. So just keep building new trail. And where can people go to learn more about the Big Sky Community Organization and the Big Sky Master Trails Plan? Um, the best place to do that is uh, our website, and that's at www.bscomt.org. Um, Master Trails Plan is on our uh, website there, so you can kind of take the flip book view of it and flip through that and um, get all the information you need from there. Um, we have maps on there of the trails in the area, um, as, well, as well as our parks and other stuff going on. So probably the best way to get a hold of us. Excellent. Well, thanks so much. Excited for all you're doing. Is there anything else you want to add at this point? Um, I'm just stoked that there's so much interest in trails right now in the area and, you know, mountain biking and hiking and getting outdoors is um, more prevalent than ever, given the past year that we've had. Um, so really enjoy seeing everyone out there. Look forward to trying to get more, more trails and trailheads in place. Awesome. Thanks so much, Adam. Best of luck to you. Thank you very much.